With the passing of Sir Sean Connery on October 31st, 2020, we dedicate this podcast to his tremendous contributions to the James Bond world and to the film world. Let's listen to some of his famous lines from some of his movies and talk about them. Here's to you, Sir Sean Connery. If you would like info on the last few months of Sir Sean Connery's life, his wife speaks out in a very touching Cinema Blend article. In it, she says, quote, he got his final wish to slip away without any fuss. It's a fitting read, so look it up at cinemablend.com. Links are on our website. Hi, this is Dan Silvestri. Tom Pizzotto. I'm Vicki Hodges. Of spymovienavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Today, it's all about Sir Sean Connery. So we thought we'd do this tribute for Sean Connery by re-examining some of the lines he's given because nobody could deliver a line like Sean Connery. So we're going to look at some of his more memorable lines in Bond movies, as well as other movies. Bond. James Bond. All right, there's no one in the world who could hope to deliver that line better than Sean Connery, as he did here in Dr. No, the first Ian Productions James Bond 007 film. There was at least one report that Sean Connery was so nervous when recording this that... The director, Terrence Young, said to Eunice Gason, who was Sylvia Trench, of course, hey, go take him out for a couple of drinks, because he was saying things like, this is Sean Bond. This is Bond. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Appar- kind of like it is when we try to do our shows here. Yeah. We have to repeat things. So that's one of the rumors, and apparently they did that. He came back and he delivered the line perfectly, and it was just a stunning delivery. Again, one of the perfect lines in any James Bond film and the whole setup for Bond, James Bond. Perfect, Sean. And then a Bond's flat, trenches in his shirt golfing, and then they kiss. When did you say you had to leave? Immediately. Almost immediately. Yeah, another great trait of Bond. He's willing (laughs) to be late. We saw that from Harry Palmer as well. Yes, if he can have a little fun. All right, Sean. Sylvia Trench was supposed to be nude in that scene, but of course the censors objected to this. Darn it. (laughs) Yeah. So now let's move over to Miss Taro's place, which is where Bond goes, and she's surprised when he shows up because she thought he was not going to make it through the attack from the three blind mice. Uh, I'll just go and put some clothes on. I don't go to any trouble. On my account. So after Bond gets rid of Miss Taro and sends her away in the cab, as you recall, he's waiting for whoever's going to come to try to assassinate him, which was the plan. And this is one of my favorite scenes in any Bond movie, where he's sitting in Miss Taro's place, the bamboo all around, the ceiling fan, the shadows, gorgeous scene. And then Professor Dent comes in and unloads his weapon into the pillows on the bed that looks like maybe Bond was sleeping there. And then Bond says, Mr. Smith and Wesson, and you've had your six. And Sean is magnificent in this scene, as we said, as the cold-blooded assassin and the blunt instrument of the government. (laughs) Then we have Bond meeting Honey Rider for the first time. Ursula Andress as Honey Rider walks out of the water in a white bikini 
with the belt and the knife. And she says, What are you doing here? Looking for shells? No, I'm just looking. It also opens up another aspect of Connery's life, that he could hold a tune singing underneath the mango tree in response to Honey Rider as she exits the ocean at Crab Key. We also see him years earlier singing in Darby O'Gill and the Little People in 1959. So many strings to his bow. Now she's looking very hot and Bond is looking her over. What a great line. I mean, Sean delivers it so effortlessly. Remember in the novel, she emerges from the water nude. Yeah, right. I'm noticing a pattern here. (laughs) They weren't going to do that in Dr. No. Twice. (laughs) For sure. So now we see when Honey Rider and Bond are captured and they're in Dr. No's lair. There's a lot of great scenes in Dr. No's lair, but one of the great ones is when they're looking at the aquarium and examining the huge fish in the aquarium. (laughs) Dr. No says something and then Bond responds. A unique feat of engineering, if I may say so, I designed it myself. The glass is convex, 10 inches thick, which accounts for the magnifying effect. Minnows pretending they're whales, just like you on this island, Dr. No. World domination, same old dream. Our asylums are full of people who think they're Napoleon or God. All right, let's move to Sean's next film as Bond, From Russia with Love. At a picnic with Sylvia Trench looking at a scar on Bond's back, this takes place. Souvenir from another jealous woman? Yes, but I haven't turned my back on one since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got some great lines. And Sylvia Trench, again, she's in two movies in a row here. Yep. As the same person. That's rare. Well, she was supposed to be a recurring character going on more than the first two films. Yeah. And they so... decided, nah. Well, no, they changed, was it the producer or the director? I can't remember which, but one of the principals behind the movies wasn't involved with Goldfinger, so they cut her out. So then we have a great line where Bond is approaching Tanya in bed. You're one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. Thank you, but I think my mouth is too big. No, it's the right size. For me, that is. We learn a lot about Bond from Sean Connery's delivery of this line. Very sexual, very much about his size as a man, and perfectly delivered. Mm. This is Bond, and Sean Connery defined his on-screen role. And then we move onto the train with Red Grant. Ah, yes. Red wine with fish. Well, that should have told me something. You may know the right wines. The other one on your knees. How does it feel, old man? Old man. This scene tells us something of Bond liking the finer things in life and having a good knowledge of food and drink. Yeah. Now, there's, a, there's actually an excellent cookbook called Red Wine with Fish by a guy <laughs> named David Rosengarten. It's really good where he does these pairings of things you wouldn't normally think of, and they actually can work. Yeah, I mean, Pinot Noir and salmon. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah. Yep. So then things progress in the movie, of course, and at the very end, Rosa Klebb is at the hotel in Venice posing as a maid, chambermaid, and she's going to clean the room. And 
there's the big fight where she tries to poison Bond with the knife in the shoe. And then Tanya says something and Bond responds. Horrible woman. Yes, she's had her kicks. Just a nice way to kind of end the movie. You've got to love a Bond quip. Especially when delivered by Sean. He created it really in the films. Unreal. All right. I'm the Goldfinger. Okay. Doctor Now and From Russia With Love established the James Bond franchise, but the third installment, Goldfinger, for me, defined it. Gadget skill and self-knowing humor. My favorite Bond film. It's a great one. Let's look at some of the great Sean Connery moments of this film. All right, in the pre-title sequence, we see Bond, of course, Sean, fighting this guy as he's about to engage with this woman, of course, for a little extra fun. And the fight takes place and wrestles the guy and throws him into the bathtub full of water, of course. And as the guy's about to reach for Bond's own gun to shoot Bond, Bond throws an electric device into the water, and that's not good for the bad guy. Shocking. Positively shocking. All right, so later in the movie, Bond's on Goldfinger's Lockheed, and as he wakes up from being knocked out, he looks up, it's kind of hazy. And we get this gem. Who are you? My name is Pussy Galore. I must be dreaming. The response, the facial expression, the delivery, just spot on. It's one of Connery's greatest moments. Yes. In the original script, had Bond replying, I know you are, but what's your name? This is too suggestive and was changed to what we now see today. This whole thing, he's a little dirty little bugger, isn't he? All right, still aboard the Lockheed. The attendant asks Bond something. Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? Uh, Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. (laughs) Bond's line that we will always repeat forever and ever and always remember. And Sean, again, delivers it to perfection. I've got an autographed photo of Sean Connery. It's from actually from Russia with Love. It's in a digital frame that I built, and you press the button, and it's Sir Sean delivering this line. <laughs> it's great. So one of my favorites with Bond, he's strapped to a table, and we get the laser approaching his crotch. <laughs> so we get this wonderful dialogue between Bond and Goldfinger. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Hmm? It shows Sean Connery as Bond. He's very cool, determined, and thinking under extreme duress. Again, Sean Connery is developing our on-screen image of James Bond. Now in Fort Knox, after Objob gets electrocuted... You okay, James? Where's your butler friend? Oh, he blew a fuse. (laughs) Again, another nice little quip. Whilst filming the fight scene with Harold Sakata, it is said that Sean hurt his back and the filming was delayed. 
Some suggest that he used the injury to negotiate a better deal for the next Bond film. He knew the business well. Yeah. They, they say mm-hmm. Harold Sakata got injured on that too, I think, uh, during the electrocution scene. There was something that happened. Yeah, I think he burned his hands. Mm-hmm. So they're on the plane still, and with Pussy Galore trying to control the plane, this is after Bond and Goldfinger have the big fight on the plane, and Goldfinger gets sucked out through a window. What happened? Let's go, Goldfinger. Golden Harp. And lastly from Goldfinger, after Pussy and Bond parachute to safety, Pussy's trying to signal the rescue plane, and Bond being Bond. Oh, no, you don't. Ah! This is no time to be rescued. That's great. Okay, we're going to move to Thunderball, but first we'll take a look at Never Say Never Again. Again, which was Kevin McClory's version of Thunderball. So this first line is from Never Say Never Again, because it's just too good a line to pass up. And then we'll go back to Thunderball. I need a urine sample. If you could fill this beaker for me. From here? Ah, uh, all right, another great quip. And, and also at Shrublands, after the stretcher machine mishap, Bondy's with nurse Patricia Fearing. Well, you wouldn't tell Dr. Wayne. Please, I'd lose my job. Well, I... I suppose my silence could have a price. You don't mean... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Wow. Now, this this is a powerful quip here, but boy, it really feels in today's age Not gonna happen. that that's crossed a line. <laughs> the writers would write differently now. Yes. All right, during Thunderball 2, Domino, of course, is the main character played by Claudine Auger. And Domino and Bond are having lunch. That's where he was trying to order the conch soup, and she said, you know, that's really not really doesn't do what you think it does. <laughs> Whatever. He's like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I like it anyway. He's like, anyway, there's a little scene where they're walking away from the table, and... How do you know my friends call me Domino? It's on the bracelet on your ankle. So, what sharp little eyes you've got. Wait till you get to my teeth. I love it. Wait till you get to my teeth. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> only Bond, only Sean. Nasty little Sean. (laughs) When Bond is with Largo poolside at Palmyra, Largo's home in the Bahamas and sees one of Largo's rifles, Bond says, That gun looks more fitting for a woman. Do you know much about guns, Mr. Bond? No, I know a little about women. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We already know he knows a lot about women. (laughs) What? They're telling us right here. That's just terrific. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> and also with the guns with Largo, when they're skeet shooting, we get just a wonderful interaction with Sean Connery. Boy! What could be easier? <laughs> Perhaps you'd call one for me. Of course. Boy! Seems terribly difficult. No, it isn't, is it? No. Again, he shows his knowledge. He really does know about weapons, and he tells us, the audience, hey, I know about women. Duh. (laughs) Again, Sean Connery is Bond, and it just baffles Largo. Okay. Fiona Volpe is in the bathtub in what used to be Bond's room 
when he walks into the bathroom. Hello. Aren't you in the wrong room, Mr. Bond? Not from where I'm standing. <laughs> uh. Following this is my favourite visual gag whereby a naked Volpe asks Bond to pass her something to put on, whereby he reaches for a pair of slippers. Genius laugh out loud moment every time. I love that. And Sean's expression <laughs> on his face is just spot on also. Perfectly delivered once again, as only Sean can do. Now we'll see the part where Vargas dies. Bond and Domino are on the beach after she decides to help Bond because Largo was responsible for the death of her brother, Francois. Domino tells Bond Vargas is approaching, and Bond picks up a spear gun, turns, fires, and sticks Vargas to a tree. And... <laughs> He must have followed us. I think he got the point. While these lines are funny, they're not funny like Roger Moore lines. They're like, to the point, get it? Oh, Dan. <laughs> All right, so dancing with Fiona Volpe at the Kiss Kiss Club, after the goons shoot her by mistake, because Bond spins her around to catch this bullet, we get another great clip. He carries her body to a nearby table, puts her in a chair, looks at the couple seated there, and he says, You might have my friend sits this one out. She's just dead. And it shows how tough Bond is, right? He turns her to the gun. She gets killed. He's like, okay, she's dead. Set her down on a chair, make a quip about it, and move on. It's great stuff. Next. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on to You Only Live Twice with Tiger telling Bond the rules in Japan. Rule number one is never do anything for yourself when someone else can do it for you. And number two? Rule number two, in Japan, men always come first, women come second. I may just retire to here. <laughs> uh, I may just retire to here. <laughs> just. I've only been there once, and I'd love to go back. I don't know if I'd retire there. But another no, set really of lines that, that probably would not be written in today's scripts. But again, great delivery. All right, and then Bond's in bed with a Chinese woman, and Bond... <laughs> Bond asks... Why do Chinese girls taste different from all other girls? You think we better, huh? No, just different. Uh, that's good. <laughs> then Blofeld. Ha! He runs into Blofeld, and what does Blofeld say? They told me you were assassinated in Hong Kong. Yes, this is my second life. That's great. And then after that, Blofeld says, You only live twice, Mr. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's get to the last... Sean Connery, Ian Productions, Bond film. Diamonds are forever. Oh, I think Diamonds are forever has some of the best lines and wackiest moments of Sean's tenure. Oh, yeah. I mean, who could forget the exchange she has with Plenty O'Toole, uh, Lana Wood, when she introduces herself to Bond at the craps table? Hi, I'm Plenty. But of course you are. Plenty O'Toole. Named after your father, perhaps. It shows the quick wit of Bond is developed for all of us on screen by the great Sean Connery. Yeah. And when he's holding Bambi and Thumper underwater. 
Where the hell is White? I haven't found out yet. Still haven't found out. <laughs> yeah, he was having so much trouble with them fighting, and now he's got them. No, I could easily hold yeah. them both underwater. No, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Great. And then at the end of the movie, as Bond affixes the bomb surprise to Mr. Wynn's hands <laughs> between his legs, and he throws them overboard as the bomb explodes. Boom! Goodbye, Mr. Wint. Well, he certainly left with his tails between his legs. Yeah. (laughs) Just another great, great quip. It is. All right, let's just hear Sean from a couple of his non- Bond movies. For instance, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, when Indy and his dad, Sean Connery, are in the hotel room and the Germans break in looking for the diary with the maps and the clues. Dr. Jones. Yes. I will take the books now. What What book? book? You have the diary in your pocket. (laughs) You don't. Do you think my son would be that stupid that he would bring my diary all the way back here? (laughs) You didn't, did you? You didn't bring it, did you? Well, uh, you did. Look, can we discuss this later? I should have mailed it to the Marx brothers. Will you take it easy? Take it easy? Why do you think I sent it home in the first place so it wouldn't fall into their hands? I came here to save you. Oh, yeah? And who's going to come to save you, Junior? I told you. Again, believable character. (laughs) You just run with it and just say, yeah, that's exactly what he would do in that situation. And then Indy gets the better of the Germans and shoots them all. And all is good. <laughs> what I like about that is that he shows exasperation there. Where all the stuff we talked about is Connery, it was a, a confidence or whatever. Where here, it's more of like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and again, his facial expressions, everything is just yeah. perfect in this scene. And when he uses the umbrella to get the birds to fly to knock down the pursuing plane in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade as Professor Henry Jones, making clucking bird sound while the plane is diving on them to shoot them, as he walks towards birds on the beach with his umbrella opening and closing to scare the birds to flight, the birds take off right into the plane and then he crashes. I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky. (laughs) And then when Dr. Jones explains why the quest for the Grail is so important to Indy. The quest for the Grail is not archaeology. 
It's a race against evil. If it is captured by the Nazis, the armies of darkness will march all over the face of the earth. Do you understand me? This is an obsession, Dad. I never understood it. Never. Neither did Mom. Oh, yes, she did. Again, such a believable delivery of the lines. By but Sean. a very different character, so it's not, again, it doesn't have that same swagger as what you get when he does Bond. Right. All right, let's go to The Untouchables. And this was magnificent. Let's cut to the key line when he's talking to Elliot Ness in the church. What are you prepared to do? Everything within the law. And then what are you prepared to do? Want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how you get Capone. Do you know what a blood oath is, Mr. Ness? Yes. Good. Because you just took one. So in the scene where Sean Connery's character Malone is dying and Elliot Ness is trying to understand what Malone is saying in his last breaths. The bookkeeper, he's on this train. He's on this train. What are you prepared This is a tough scene to watch, probably even more so. I only watched it two nights ago. Uh, the impact is aided by the haunting score of Ennio Morricone. Yeah, and here you, you do have Ness listening to Malone, and he finally gets Capone. The courtroom scene is cool when Capone's lawyer finally says, we changed the plea to guilty after Capone's plan to buy off the jury didn't work. And Ness is screaming at Capone about sticking to it until the end, which he learned from Malone, the blood oath that we heard before. And what are you prepared to do? And Ness says to Capone, who is being restrained. Here endeth the lesson. Of course, Sean Connery won his only Oscar here for the best supporting actor in The Untouchables. And here's his acceptance speech. <laughs> Good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, and a few enemies. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's anyone aware, or unaware rather, in Hollywood or the rest of the world tonight that this is the 60th anniversary of these Academy Awards. And I just realized myself the other day that it, my first one and only attendance was 30 years ago. Uh, patience truly is a virtue. Um, but it, uh, in winning this award it creates a certain dilemma because I had decided if I'd had the good fortune to win that I would give it to my wife who deserves it but this evening I discovered backstage that they're worth $15,000 and <laughs> now I'm not so sure <laughs> sorry I'm only kidding it's yours but if uh, such a thing as a wish accompanied this award, mine would be that we ended the writer's strike. And I thank you all sincerely. And the writer's strike did end later that year in August. Okay, so let's move on to the hunt for Red October. 
and from the end of the movie, Captain Marco Ramius, who's Sean Connery, is talking to Jack Ryan, Alec Baldwin's character, talking about fishing, stealing the Red October, and welcome to the new world, sir. There is one question you haven't asked me yet. Why? Well, I figured you would tell me when you were ready. Now, there are those who believe we should attack the United States first, settle everything in one moment. Red October was built for that purpose. When the dust settles from this, there's going to be hell to pay in Moscow. Well, perhaps maybe some good will come from it. A little revolution now and then is a healthy thing, don't you think? Do you still like to fish, Ryan? Mm-hmm. There's a river, not unlike this one, near Vilnius, where my grandfather taught me to fish. And the sea will grant each man new hope. As sleep brings dreams. At home. Christopher Columbus. Welcome to the new world, sir. Yes, indeed, Sir Sean Connery, as you left our world and are welcomed into the new world. This is only a small sampling of some of Sean Connery's brilliance as James Bond and how he set the bar so high for any to follow. And we've heard Sir Sean Connery in a few other roles here as well. Again, this is meant to be a tribute to Sir Sean Connery and his greatness as an actor. We close with a clip from The Rock. I don't have a great deal of time here. But I'll be coming back. You know, you're almost the only evidence that I exist. We wish you had more time here, and yes, you will be coming back daily in our lives, Sir Sean Connery. You will live on forever as a great actor and the greatest James Bond. Here's to you, Big Tam. Here's to you, Sir Sean Connery. <laughs> 